0: hello and welcome to the complaint desk drop your complaints in the bin on your way out we're just two worship pastors discussing all things worship and church leadership i'm danny i'm here with doug and we're here to help you navigate the life and ministry of a worship pastor thanks for joining us today now let's jump right in Good morning sir how are you today
1: and help if i unmute myself but good morning <laughs>
0: i see you grooving over there yeah good morning it's good good to see you today uh we got a lot to talk about today so we're gonna oh yeah jump right in and uh i'll just please accept my apologies i've got uh uh in north carolina we are we're experiencing the pollening um if you're familiar with <laughs> with such things um and so it's it's getting me getting me good but uh so i apologize if uh if i'm coughing a little too much or sniffing i'll try to mute my mic for those things but uh, it's good to see everybody today thank you so much for tuning in if you're joining us uh, live on youtube or if you're listening to this later thanks so much for for jumping in so we're going to go ahead and get started uh brother let's talk about what god is doing uh in his word this week and you through his word this week and uh, i want to share a little bit from uh, from exodus uh, as i'm reading in exodus right now um the 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 israelites they have just come out of egypt they've just gone through the waters and uh, one of the things that i have been trying to do here in this passage is highlight highlight the areas where the people were were grumbling against Moses. Mm -hmm. um, The areas where they really have pushed back. Um, But one thing really stood out to me this week, and I don't, you know, I've never noticed it before, but I want to, I want to share it with you. But it's in Exodus 16. It's where they're talking about, excuse me. It's where they're talking about the, uh, the manna. Um, And they are, um, they're complaining because one thing or the other, what shall we drink? Uh, this is the, the log section. Uh, what should we drink? So threw he threw the log in the water, and the water became sweet. Uh, there at Mara, so that they could uh, drink the water. But anyway, uh, chapter 16, I'm making this way longer than it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> chapter 16 verse 2 says the whole congregation of the people of israel israel grumbled against moses and aaron in the wilderness and the people of israel said to them would that we had died by the hand of the lord in the land of egypt when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger and uh, just a couple of verses down from that um th- this is what i w- really want to get at today uh this is verse 8 says, what are we, you're grumbling, this is Moses, what are we, your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. And, and as I got thinking about that, thinking about that passage, you know, Paul talks about follow me as I follow Christ. And and to the extent that we're following Christ uh, in this passage right here, if we're following him, the people are not grumbling against us. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's um what it is. I I am not I'm not speaking to any specific situation here. Um at my church. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna put that out there by any means. <laughs> but but um but insofar as we are following somebody or somebody's following us, insofar as they follow Christ or we follow Christ, that's the extent that people should follow us. And as we lead worship, you know, I guess what what really gets at the heart of it is it's it's on us to be the best that we can be as we are leading people. Yeah. It's on us to make sure that our heart is in the right place uh as we lead people. It's it's on us to make sure that we are doing the things that God has called us to do. Um because that's where we are I don't want to say safe, we're free. That's where Yeah, we absolutely we have the ability to do, I guess safe is the word. Hmm. I, I mean, right. Let's let's just be honest. And I'm not talking from a, an employment perspective. I'm just talking from in a, in a general perspective. That's where we're safe. Yeah. Whether we work in a church or whether we work in a, a grocery store or a gas station, what it doesn't matter, you know, be in God's will. And then ultimately at the end of the day, um, that's the best you can do. You can't do any better than that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Uh, Anything to add to that or anything you'd like to share this morning as we
1: Uh, just this week was reading through um, doing two devotionals. Uh, Like I said before, I was doing devotional with some folks in our church, uh, part of version, but also some personal devotions. But but one thing that I was thinking about this week is the the Galatians 3 passage. Um, Verse 13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone.'" who hanged on the tree so that in Christ Jesus, the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. And just that humbling aspect of coming back to the knowledge to know he redeemed us. And it wasn't just some lofty wave of a magic wand in the sky. It was Christ came to earth physically Died on the cross, yeah, and and all the shame and all the 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 sin that that came with that and was put on his shoulders, um and and just what that means for for us. You talked about freedom and being free. We're only free because of that redemption that he paid for on the mm-hmm. cross. Um, it's it's always humbling when I read that, and I think it should be for for all of us. Uh, which is you know maybe a little something we're going to kick off in today of of um, you know just being humble before the Lord and remembering. We were the ones that were supposed to hang on the cross. We we should have paid for that ourselves, which we could never. But um, Christ did that for us, and, and that puts us in a humble position to serve Him. So,
0: right. Excuse me for you YouTube viewers. There, I gotta dismiss that spam call. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you getting spam calls while I'm reading scripture, man? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's weird. I- Get those all the time, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, move to Florida, you get about thirty a day.
0: <laughs> I don't think it matters where you live. <laughs> um, so we're gonna we're gonna jump right in today. We we have a topic um, really falls under a leadership perspective today, and, and it really does fit um, everybody. It doesn't matter whether you're a pastor, uh, a worship pastor, a lead pastor, a worship pastor. It doesn't matter you're as I said before whether you're. Uh, 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 Checkout person at the grocery store, whether you're bagging groceries, whether you're pumping gas, if you happen to live in New Jersey, uh, (laughs) whatever it is that you're doing, uh, this this is a meaningful conversation today, Um, and and we're gonna we're gonna set some ground rules for this conversation a little bit because I want to be real clear about what we're talking about. So I'm sure many of you heard this week because it has been all over uh, national news. Um, It's been all over uh, the the uh, biblical recorders and the Baptist presses and, and those kinds of of places this week too. But I'm sure you've heard, but Beth Moore has said she's leaving the SBC. Um, There's a lot of reasoning behind that for her. Um, I I don't want to get into a ton of that today. Uh, And I don't really even want to talk about her leaving the Southern Baptist convention. What I do want to talk about though, is the response that we have seen by particularly those in leadership. Um, And the reason I say this applies to everybody today is because in some way you are in leadership. You have neighbors, you have coworkers, you have families, you have, uh, if you do work in the church, you have a church full of people that are watching what you do. Mm -hmm. They're watching what you say. And this response this week has been very, very discouraging uh, to me. Um, you, you know, I, her leaving, I, I get it. There, there's a lot that's gone into that. There's a lot that that will, I'm sure, will ultimately come out about that. Um, and and you'll hear some of why she left and some of these comments that you're going to hear today. Um, but... I'm so discouraged about people speaking out against her and some of the things that they're really saying. Mm. So, Doug, I know that you've been uh, probably reading a little more of this than I have. So, let let's talk about these comments today because everything that you say, folks are watching, Mm. Um, and on social media, you can delete it, but
1: that there's no deletion. Yeah, you you don't don't get it back. Yeah, and and it's and it's like you said, really the heart behind. a lot of the vitriol and a lot of the comments that are, that are made. Um, You know, we can say from the outset, and I want to be clear, I I want to talk about the responses we're looking at. We look to our specifically for you and I, Southern Baptist leaders. um, But as Christian leaders in general, as the universal body, as the universal church, uh, we expect uh, the people who are leading and standing out front to, be appropriate, to be biblical, to be God-honoring, to salt and light, to do uh, those kinds of things. I, I Discouraged might not even be the word for some of the things that I've seen this week, um, and some of them I'm not even going to repeat, but uh, if you if you will, let me just jump on to what we're talking about. I'll read a few. I've got half a hundred written down here, but let me be clear about this before I read it, um, some of the comments that we've seen this week some of these that I have listed are some Southern Baptist particular Southern Baptist convention leaders, but some are other just Christian leaders. All of these are people in a position that should be honoring Christ. And by these comments, not, I, I, we're, we're saying, and we're saying on this, uh, right now, a, a lot of these honestly have been deleted. Now I started kind of keeping a little bit of a log of it, uh, for my own kind of personal viewing. Um, but let's let's read some of these. Um, these are just Christian leaders, gospel ministry people uh, that have said some things. Um, comment one, beware of those who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly ravenous wolves. By their fruit, you will know them. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's referring to scripture there to some extent, you know, and I'm not exactly sure how that uh, applies in, in the nicest ways. Um, she joins a list of evangelical leaders who don't agree or feel like the Bible is right or inerrant, which I don't have personal knowledge of Beth, but from the ministry that I've seen from a distance, that is just absolutely uh, not true. Uh, her materials are fluff anyway and pander to silly women, always learning to never be able to arrive at a knowledge of anything or truth. Um, they damage a reputation of the body of Christ in the world because they adopt the pride of the world. Um, I, I, let me skip on down. Uh, Beth, who uh, I've seen that one by several uh, leaders. Mm-hmm. Beth, who just dismissing? Yeah, yeah just dismissive, and and that's real. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to any human being, but it's disrespectful to women as well uh, for this because he, this particular person, knows exactly who Beth Moore is, or would not be commenting. Uh, heretic, not worth attention. She is given a charismatic prosperity preacher at best by um, stop giving false teachers attention. Uh, at least she's listening. And this is one that, that really got in me a, a little bit because I, I love John MacArthur and his ministry. And, you know, he had made some comments and embarrassingly so telling Beth Moore to go home at, at a certain point in time. And, um, somebody had commented, at least she's listening to John MacArthur, who said, go home. Um, another one said, good riddance, narcissistic, pop culture, religious entertainer. Uh, at least her comments and commentary, or excuse me, at least her commentary should be cheap now, uh, was another comment. Uh, and and yeah, I don't want to make this whole video about this kind of thing. We're going to get to some scripture and maybe how we pro- appropriately could respond um, the last one I want to read is, is just a number. another woman who should sit down and let biblical men speak.
0: Those are pretty harsh.
1: And, you know, again, those are not comments that you're ever going to hear come out of my mouth um, about any woman or any person, really. Um, let's talk about Danny for a second how we should respond because I don't want to magnify all that and and its ugliness um but let's talk about how christian leaders should respond to something whether you know about a situation or whether you don't know what's going on
0: well i think that that's a hard thing to address just because there there are a uh, just a, a multitude of of situations that we could be speaking to, but what mm-hmm. I do yeah. want to speak at in that ways how how do we respond to Beth Moore? Mm-hmm. You know why why are these responses inappropriate? And I think you know I, one of the things that I that I thought was interesting, um, one of them was talking about doing damage to the body of Christ, and if people are watching, guess what you just did? Yeah, you know, and, and James you know uh, is it James oh, i've lost my train of thought here but but the bible says and i think it's in James uh, but it says don't cast judgment on people and and look i'm not saying judge not lest you be judged i'm not going there but what i am saying is the bible says that in our own in our own judgment we judge ourselves hmm. In our own judgment, we judge ourselves. Uh, it, sorry, it was Romans. I, I was looking yeah. at too many scripture references there.
1: Yeah.
0: It says, therefore, you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges for in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, practice the very same things. And that's what this guy, I'm assuming it's a guy, has said. They damage the reputation of the body of Christ in the world because they adapt the pride of the world. Mm. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, practice the very same things. So these responses that we're putting out, they're, the world is watching. Those responses are on a Facebook feed or Twitter or somewhere, I'm assuming, that are public for the world to see. Mm-hmm. And so when we disagree with somebody Why do we feel the need to put them down to completely dismiss them? And I I would say that the world has crept into to that kind of thinking, Um, because if you look at everything today, um, the cancel culture, as we as we talk about it, you know, you don't like something. Just get rid of it. Yeah, just just get rid of it. Be done with it. Get on with it because it's not worth the papers printed on or the pixels it took to put that text on the Mm -hmm. on the screen or or anything like that. So when when we respond to these things, we can't go that way. Um, Beth Moore, like I said, I don't know. I couldn't tell you about you know in depth teaching of hers, but I can tell you that we are called to respond with kindness with grace with humility and look can i just tell you right now i am grateful in a lot of ways that my ministry is not public mm. i mean you know the things that i would get crucified for for uh,
1: something i slipped up and said and we uh, all would s- we yeah. all would yeah it's not just you it's yeah. if the spotlight were put on each one of these leaders, I mean, we, we see what some of these are saying publicly. If the spotlight were put on their lives and their families' lives, uh, much like Beth Moore has been just, you know, viewed and viewed and viewed. Um, and and any, no one could stand under the scrutiny of that. And I, I think, and by the way, a lot of those comments I went back and looked, a lot of the comments that I'm talking about have been since removed, yeah. whether by their church you know, or someone called them and said, "Hey, brother, you just not and you know, that's not real good. you need to take that down a, a lot of times we get so so tied up in an issue or tied up in some kind of political figure or some some kind of whatever's going on that we just lose it and and we're all like that at heart. I think we all we we may not you know step out in disrespect blatantly but but sin is in our heart, we respond poorly sometimes at least we can say um." Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead with your thought there.
0: No, you're you're all good. All I was going to say was, you know, one of the things that that probably really turned the spotlight on her was she was very vocal against uh, President Trump. Mm -hmm. Um, As a number of Southern Baptist leaders were because, look, we gave him a pass for things we tried to crucify Bill Clinton for.
1: Absolutely. I I mean— we tried to spiritual we tried to spiritualize what his activities were as opposed to someone maybe on another political side of the aisle that we didn't like.
0: Yes, and I feel like in a lot of ways Trump really exposed a lot of where our hope is yeah um but but so she she really um that's that's what really kind of put her in the hot seat, if you will mm-hmm. um over the last four-ish years.
1: And, but, and let's be let's be real about the hot seat. I think, you know, I've thought about this quite a bit, and uh, she's a very talented, very successful, very um, blessed teacher, and uh, she puts out a lot of material and has so for a very very long time. Um, I don't believe any of these comments are worthy of what you know is is going on I, I think if i had to judge from a 50 foot distance i think she's just tired of it you know she's just tired of of right. of hearing that and going through that and, and like we said earlier having her family go through that but you're right it it she got in supposedly a little hot water or whatever with um uh with with comments about president trump about his uh, sexual activity that came public knowledge in two thousand and sixteen when he was running for president and um along with dr russell moore and and some others uh leaders in the Southern Baptist Convention came and said, Hey, this is not right, this is sin, and this kind of activity was um, called out with other people and other presidents, and it should be called out here that 's kind of where it started from and and I think everybody probably well knows where that went. And how that's you know matriculated through the last four years.
0: Well, I you know I would say that that willingness to overlook his his past. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and look, please please hear me. If you voted for him, I'm not.
1: Yeah, we're not. So that's you trying to judge anybody that's doing that because that would be.
0: I mean, essentially, you're given two choices, and you got to yeah. choose whichever one you think is the best. Right. Um, so, I'm not saying if you voted for him, you're a terrible person. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying if you voted Democrat, you're a terrible person. But what I am saying, our responses to any of this. Mm-hmm. So she she stood against him for for what she thought was a, a, a moral reason. We're standing against. Fine but we our response to all of that cannot be so filled with hate and so filled with poison because that's not who we're called to be trump in a lot of ways and i, I i'm trying to avoid the political stuff as much well, as well just fill
1: though. it with with not just trump but but this situation this the political landscape has uncovered Idols, and pride, and sin in in all of our lives. You know, it, it,
0: it has exposed us. Mm-hmm. COVID, in a lot of ways, yeah. has exposed us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it has caused us to have issues because we end up looking like hypocrites because we have said one thing, and then we do something different. Right. It has exposed where our hope is to the outside watching world now. A lot of what we're saying on social media, a lot of the things that we're sharing, uh, the conspiracy theories, mm. all, all of these kinds of things, look, they influence people that you're connected with.
1: They just do. And like and you so, said earlier, it shows where it shows where the hope is. It shows where right. we're placing the most value. So to the watching world, mm-hmm.
0: our hope is in Trump. Our hope is in a lawsuit to invalidate an election. Our hope is is in a mask. Our hope is in a vaccine. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. It is not. Our hope is in Jesus, and we are called to be ambassadors of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Think about think about uh, just a, a a civic setup for a second. So if you go to most any other country in this world the US is going to have an embassy and there's an ambassador that is in that embassy and that person is there in a foreign country on what ultimately uh we call US soil because where we've set up an embassy that's that's our that's part of our nation, okay? All right. So, but there's a there's a guy there's a there's a, a woman somebody lives in there that is there to represent the United States to that place, right? Yep. So we, as Christians, as ambassadors of the Kingdom of God, we are placed where we are to reflect that kingdom. We are, yes, we might legally be citizens of the United States or wherever you happen to be listening from. You likely have an embassy other places as well. But but yes, we're citizens of the United States, but this is not our home.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We are a part, as Christians, we are a part of the kingdom of God, and we are placed here to be an ambassador to this place, to this world, wherever, whatever country you're planted in, to share the good news of Jesus and hope and show people what they're missing.
1: And in retrospect or reflection to that, and I'm asking, you already know the answer to this question, but, but when you share the things that I read just a little bit earlier, what are you sharing? And, and not only that, Danny, what, what are you damaging? If you're an ambassador of Jesus Christ, like
0: anything I want
1: to be a part. No, no, absolutely not. and, And if you're an ambassador of Jesus Christ, you need to understand something. You're you're here for what, 70 years, 75 years, 80 years, some. We've got some lovely people in our church that uh, one gentleman I can think of is 94 years old. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's say that that, that that's the goal. That's the max that you're going to. What is that in the light of eternity with Christ? What is that in the light of, you know, it's a vapor. The the small insignificant persecutions that we may go through here compared to that of eternity. Our, our Jesus made it very clear when, at a moment when He could have um, said a, a hundred different things to us, and I'm talking about the ascension, where He's given His His new foot soldiers the the marching orders, hmm. and He ascends into heaven. He didn't say go out and defend this world's political system or go out and combat uh, socialism or go out and do this or go out and do that. He said, go make disciples. And this is not making disciples. This is not helping making disciples. In fact, this is doing everything in, in the world's power to not make disciples because this hurts the testimony of Christ. The world's watching. It was in USA Today. It was in the The Washington Post. it was in the New York Times, yeah, I know the world wants to 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 nitpick and and look at those Christians and stuff like that, but we're also giving them the tools to do it, you know by by doing this kind of thing.
0: We're giving them the club to beat us yeah, with. we're
1: giving them the club to to beat us with. um let me read a passage of scriptures. I want to read a couple, and I know you've got a couple too uh that that we want to talk about the other side of this. So, what does Bible say? How we're supposed to react? Okay, Colossians four six. Let your speech always be gracious, hmm. seasoned with salt. What does salt do? Salt preserves. That was used heavily. the The New Testament mind and the and the person in the New Testament in Jesus day would have understood clearly what salt does. We just use it for a little bit of taste on food. It was used to preserve food. Okay. And also, and, and, and add a taste value as well, but seasoned with salt, so seasoned with the intent of preservation mm-hmm. uh, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And, and there's a bit of of walking carefully, being humble in that. I hear that context there uh, as well. What What do you got? I just want to read one. I know we got about fifty. I think. <laughs> well, I do want to share this because
0: we we have taken the stance oftentimes that we've got to fight.
1: Mm,
2: yeah, and
0: and I don't think that we have as much of a um, as much of a, a a mandate to fight. But instead, I would say more than that, we we should be inviting people. Mm inviting invite someone into your life invite people into your life show them the better way show them a better way be 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 that light be that salt in a world who is desperately dark and is becoming so so individualistic that our faith now has been forced to a Sunday morning thing, in a lot of ways, but we're called to be that salt we're called to be that light, as you said. I want to share this um, passage though, because this this speaks a lot to that the lord's servant this i'm sorry second timothy two twenty four the lord's servant must not be quarrelsome but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. So, nothing about those comments are gentle. Mm. We're called to season our comments with grace. We're not called to be a jerk. Yeah. By Felicia, really?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Really?
0: Because that that is helpful. That is so helpful. I mean that that really sheds light on the subject. The only thing that sheds light on is you being a jerk.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It points more. It points more to you. And let me spring off of that just a little bit. I've heard two comments recently that that, that sort of bug me about that, kind of what you were talking about. Um, I, I've heard things like, you know, well, tell it like it is. You know, we, we go with this thing of, of the comment, tell it like it is. Well, how is it? Let me explain how it is from, from the Christian viewpoint, from the biblical viewpoint. How it is is that Christ died for me. How it is is I deserved hell and do deserve hell, and the only thing that changed that was the was the death, burial, and resurrection of of Christ oh, yes. because God loved us because Christ was obeying his Father to do that. Mm-hmm. if that had not happened, where would I be? I would be in hell, I deserve exactly what every unbelieving you know, people, someone who does not believe in Christ and have faith in Christ. um, You know, we know the Bible says that you're you're destined for hell. Uh, I deserve that as well. What makes me think I'm any better than anybody else? You know, what puts me in a position to where, so that's the truth of it. So it, it bothers me a lot to hear someone say, well, you know, towards these comments or towards this kind of attitude. And when you're being uh, really just nasty and you're being a jerk. Like you said, you're just being a jerk. Well, that's good preaching. That's not good preaching. That's leading people to hell. You're not telling them about Jesus Christ. You're not telling them about the love of God, the love of Christ. You're what you, what were you taught in, in, um, in your preaching classes? You know, the basic gist, you you present, you know, your pre, your preposition, you you bring out your points and you, you end with what? Do you end with, there's no hope? Okay, we're all sinners. There's no hope. You end with a presentation of the gospel. You have to be going towards that at all times. Call them to respond. Yeah. Call them to respond. You can't call them to respond if you're saying, you know, if you're a Democrat, you're going to hell. You, you can't say that. That's not true you know and and i i'm so bothered by those kind of comments recently that i hear people say number 1 you're not god you can't be in control of that and and what is the plan of salvation if i believe in faith on jesus christ then i can be saved and that's the truth of the gospel thank god for that because i'm not worthy of it yeah. you know yeah sorry i went on a little bit of a rant there but um i think it's important to bring these things out it's it's important to talk about these things
0: No, that's good. And let look. Let's be honest. Beth leaving the SBC. um, I mean, there's no. The only thing she really had to do to leave the SBC was whatever contract she had with Lifeway. Yeah. She did away with. Okay.
1: And she's still a Baptist, by the way. She's, you know, she said she. I'm still a Baptist, and she still holds to Baptist doctrine. So.
0: But but there's really. All all that does for us is remove the validity of her comments into Southern Baptist life
1: yeah unfortunately
0: let 's not let 's not kid ourselves if you look at everything that the SBC is going through right now, all the arguments that are being had um, I mean they center around things like this what is a woman 's place in ministry? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we handle race, um, how do we handle racial issues? Um, I mean that is a big one right this moment, huge, huge, um, and that's going to heavily impact the future of the of the convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nashville is going to be interesting this year for sure. Mm. Um, but but we've got these things now that she doesn't have a voice in, and not, it's just because she's outside. She's now an outsider. She's outside of of the SV, SBC. Sphere
1: umbrella, yeah,
0: yeah. So now, I mean, even though her beliefs, I mean, according to her, her beliefs have not changed, but but that the validity of her voice in that space now is is gone. Mm-hmm. These brothers that are leaving over um the racial issue, their voice is now gone,
1: and and that's sad. What we're saying is that, that that's that's sad. Because we and we're need going to that. be
0: dismissive and just say bye."
1: yeah, such an arrogant
0: don't let the door hit you where the good Lord's split you.
1: Yeah, it's such an uh-huh. arrogant attitude because we need those voices, and I think to to for someone to believe that well let, let's put it this way when when Paul was in ministry at one point in time, he had prayed to the Lord to ask to be this thorn of the flesh be removed. Yeah. and whatever thorn of the flesh that was, whether it was an individual who was antagonistic to him or whether it was a, a disease or some kind of thing that he was dealing with, a lot of scholars believe it was a, an individual that was a thorn in his flesh. And, and and God said, no, my grace is sufficient for you, giving you grace daily. This ultimately, and we understand from the story there, that that sharpened Paul, that kept Paul on his toes. Um, just because someone disagrees with you about something, that doesn't mean we have to dismiss them and cancel them. You know, like you mentioned earlier about the canceled whole thing. Just because someone disagrees with you, believe me, I'm a worship pastor. I, people disagree with me all the time. You know, it's, it's a miracle on a, <laughs> on every Sunday. You know, I didn't like this song or I didn't like that song or it's too loud or not loud enough. And but what I have understood and what God has done in my heart is is I need those people. Now, don't go crazy with that, <laughs> but, but we need that voice in the SBC. We need that voice in, in our lives. I need Beth Moore's voice. She is a talented leader. She's is a, it, it, you know, and I'm not trying to liken her and level her with like a Billy Graham or whoever, but I'll guarantee you she's led more people to the Lord than I have in my life. No question. And for someone to be dismissive, at, at at the small part and, and just absolutely abusive on the extreme end toward her leaving, um, it it just shows your immaturity. It just shows your immaturity.
0: Well, how are our comments toward her?
1: Um, and I'm
0: the, these comments. I mean, if they're particularly if they're from religious leaders, they are us, mm. right? We are them. So how are our comments any different than th- think about uh, Westboro Baptist Church? Yeah these These are folks that um the they protest military funerals they protest really everything <laughs> everything
1: everything they can get an attention for, and I so, wonder if that's not what some of these comments are based behind
0: so they they go and they do these things and it and it draws the attention of the media, yeah, and then of course, because they are labeled Westboro Baptist Church, they're lumped in with us right. I'm sitting here at, at least Baptist it, it, yeah. Church. You're sitting there at Baptist Church. So to that, we're all the same.
1: So to the to the uh, world's eye, to the world's eye, to, yeah. to
0: the world's eye, to the world's eye. So how is this any different? Because they mm-hmm. they they see this guy. You click on his name. It says Pastor Baptist Church.
2: Yeah.
0: It could be Westboro Baptist Church that he's the pastor of. We don't know, but it says Baptist Church. Therefore he is us we are him that helps none of us that helps in our in our mission and our call to make disciples and our call to share the gospel and to reach people that does not help all that does is raise the raise the red flags on all of us because in the grand scheme of things surely we believe like they do Right, that's what it looks like. Yeah, you're you're a Baptist church too.
1: It, How are you different? It speaks to the the carefulness. It it should encourage us to be more careful, more diligent, more vigilant, more appropriate, and, and I don't want to say maybe more professional, more all those things in our conversations with a, a dying world, a lost world, making sure our testimonies are. As, as clean and spotless as they can be, because we're reflecting that, you know, we're we're reflecting Christ to those people. What does an unsafe person think when you call a, a renowned woman, by all counts, renowned woman, Bible teacher, a jerk or a heretic or a lot worse? You know, what, what, what does that say about Christ to those people? I'm not sure those folks are thinking about, I'm not sure Christian leaders are thinking that way when they do it they just want to pop off with their 140 characters and have a two minute shine in the sun, maybe a funny meme or something like that. You're damaging, uh, you're damaging that testimony to a, to a visual a world that is looking just like you said.
0: Well, and that's, you know, this, this goes to all areas of communication in our lives. Mm. I mean, you think about, um, you went to a restaurant, maybe you had a, a, a server who had a bad day and you go and blast them on their Facebook page. How's, that's no different. Yeah, that is not being full of grace. That is not being full of humility. And look, humility is the bottom line. Yeah, I'm convinced that ultimately pride is the root of of all other sin. I know my heart mm-hmm. as much as I can. God knows it even better than I do. But I know my heart. I know what's in there. I know what I deserve. Yeah. And praise God, I don't get that yeah, praise God, I don't get what I deserve because yeah. of his grace and because he cared enough about me to make that sacrifice and that message is what is getting uh buried in these comments that message is what gets buried in um, in our our comments uh, about a restaurant that Message gets buried in our comments about the racial issues of the day. Look, let's just boil it down right here. Our hope is in Christ. Mm-hmm. Our hope is not in Trump. Our hope is not in Biden. Our hope is not in the anti abortion law. Our hope is not in a vaccine. Our hope is not in uh, CRT, critical race theory. Mm-hmm. Our hope is not in political reform. Our hope is in none of these things. Our hope is in Jesus. And everything we do should flow out of that hope because we know the answer. We know the answer. We've read our Bibles. Hopefully we have read our Bibles, and Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm finding out more than anything is people are not reading. They have no clue what's in there. But for those of us that are reading, we know who we are. We know what the world is. And if we have any hope of reaching our neighbors, we've got to watch our response because our response shows anything but hope. Yeah. At least anything but rightly placed hope. Yes. Hope appears to be in a political system. Yeah. In a political.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For a a lot of Christians who have hitched their wagon to that right now.
0: Yeah, or um, our hope very is much in a so. mask or in a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Those things are fine. Whatever. I, I'm not wearing my mask. I've, I've had one shot. I'm waiting on the second one. But that's not where my hope is. My hope ultimately right. is if I die of COVID tomorrow because I've only had one shot, my hope is in the fact that Jesus died for me yeah. and that when I'm gone, I'm with him. Mm-hmm. That's my hope, and that's the message that gets lost. And so I want to be real clear that that is, is the bottom line. I don't care if you disagree with Beth Moore. I don't care if you disagree with my grandma.
1: Well, now hold on. Easy. Easy.
0: <laughs> I don't care. Let's
1: not bring grandma's into this. <laughs> I don't <laughs> No, I know care. what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: don't have to be this way. And I'm going to share one more one more passage um, and I'm going to have to get off my soapbox. But James 1 this is what I was mixing up with the Romans earlier. Uh, too many things ran through my mind. James 1, 19, you know the passage well. It says this, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, mm-hmm. slow to speak, yeah. slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Let me, let me read verse 20 again. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. And I'm going to jump down just a little bit um, for sake of time. Verse 26 says this, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. I pray to God that Mm. that is not me.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Um, Man, I I can be just as bad as anybody else. <laughs> thought comes in, yep. thought comes out.
1: Yep. In in social media form or other.
0: <laughs> yeah, social media has been particularly bad because we just throw all things out into the ether and then
1: yeah,
0: it just is what it is. Chips fall where they may, right? But uh, go ahead. Um, well, I was there as we wrap up.
1: I was thinking of uh, Acts seventeen and and to kind of tie this up where. Paul goes and has the opportunity to go to Athens, and we all know what Athens was. It was is mm-hmm. obviously a, a philosophical area, a home of the Olympics, um, great athleticism, great minds. If you think of uh, Harvard and Yale and Duke and all those combined together, this is kind of what Athens was. Paul had an opportunity. Now, as we understand the, the point of the passage in Acts 17, Paul knew what was there. There was socialism there. There was all kinds of uh, Epicureans and, and uh, different different philosophies, pantheism, of course, and, and, and then the flip side of that, everything that is sensual is good, and, and following those ideas. There were so many gods, it was said that uh, it was easier to find a god than it was a man in Athens, and Athens was mm-hmm. populated, so it wasn't... Mm-hmm. It, Paul walks into this, he had an opportunity, he could be extremely mad because everything that Athens represented was against his God. Yeah. Just like we see in the world today, just like that we rail against, you know, abortion or the, all these different issues. We don't like that. Paul had this opportunity and he saw that. So what does Paul do? He goes into Athens. He begins to be interested in in what they're doing and what they're saying. And he has a conversation, you can go back and read this passage later. He has a conversation and he picks, you know, something, their unknown God. They had a representation of an unknown God. He
0: reads his culture.
1: He used their culture and said, well, I understand that, that you are spiritual people because they had all these gods. Now he's not giving up doctrine there. He's not giving up any kind of, of Christian ground. He could have blasted them like we see in the arrogant comments we read today. But Paul went to their culture, took what he could find there, and used that to lead them to the gospel. Ultimately, you go through that passage, a fascinating passage, to the end of that, what happens is some believed. Mm -hmm. That was the goal, not to combat all the evil of the world, not to denounce abortion or denounce this political character or that view or that philosophy or that thought. The goal was to reach people for Christ. You're not reaching people for Christ when you go blast them and you tell them that they're they're a sinner and they're going to hell. You know I, I'm so frustrated with people that do that all the time, and I hear preachers doing this from the pulpit. It's it's Paul did it completely different. Jesus did it completely different. Others yeah. we need to follow that example of of Acts 17 and how Paul approached that. I, I think that would be healthy healthy for us.
0: Yeah. Well if you're on YouTube, yeah, uh, this book, um, Cultural Intelligence, uh, Daryl Bach, um, actually I was just thinking about this, I just finished this book yesterday. Um, but this this book has been great in kind of pointing me to um a different way. Mm. Um not that what we're doing is wrong, but in this cultural climate, it taking your Bible and beating people over the head with it it doesn't work. Right?
1: It's it's never worked, Danny, honestly. It's it's never never worked, you know.
0: But well, we don't have the safety net of the Christian culture to fall back on. Right. We don't have that. People don't yeah, know good what's point. in this book. Yeah. Our people don't even largely know what's in this book. Yeah. So um our people Baptist right largely don't know what's in the book outside of whatever's in their Sunday school quarterly, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, we we have to approach things a little bit differently, just like Paul did there. Look, I see this. You're being so careful not to offend a God that you don't know.
1: Let me tell come you about him. Come <laughs>
0: here. Let me tell you about yeah. who this God is that you don't know. Yeah. And we, what what I don't want to, at the end of the day, boil all of this down. What I don't want to do is be the stumbling block that keeps somebody from coming to Christ. Right. The gospel is the stumbling block. People either accept it or they don't. The gospel is a stomach block. Our comments should not be what keeps people from accepting the gospel. Mm -hmm. What keeps people from saying, Yes, I know and believe and have faith that Christ is who he says he is. That's good. And he can save my soul. That's good. So folks, as you're as you're having these conversations, as you're seeing them don't don't be that guy
1: or woman Um, or whatever yeah
0: yeah yeah but i'm just the the statement don't be that guy just know that people are watching your neighbors are watching your facebook friends they're watching they see when you comment on something yeah they see it and can i tell you if you're going to be the facebook gospel police (laughs) delete your account
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that might be the greatest thing that you've said on this whole hour. <laughs> Dude, don't be the Facebook gospel police. I, you know, I agree. I agree hundred percent.
0: One, you're going to run yourself ragged because
1: yeah. nobody's going to listen. Just, yeah. You can't. Yeah.
0: And you're going to say so much that your message is going to yeah. be lost. Be the example, be the ambassador to the people that you have influence with.
1: And remember the point of what you're doing. The point is the gospel. The point is to make disciples. The point is not to exalt yourself. Uh, if any time you feel like you're exalting your own self by making a comment or feeling like you have to make a comment, sometimes there, it's it's not necessarily worthy of a of a comment. You know,
0: look if it's on Facebook, it's not. It's not. Keep scrolling. Yeah,
1: just keep moving. Yeah, just get
0: to the next cat video. That's cat video at. or anyway.
1: cat meme or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which I saw zero poke his head out behind you there. Yeah,
1: I've got my cat wandering around behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we you
0: know this life is not easy. Yeah, we don't need to be beating one another down. Yeah, Beth Moore, if she wants to leave, she can leave. That's yeah. that's up to her.
1: I'm still gonna, gonna I'm still gonna read it. her material. You know, as, as 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 long as she stays biblically centered, I'm still gonna read her material. And I know some other ladies in our church that have already said. Well, you know, I'm still going to read her books, and I still love the fact, you know.
0: Lifeway said they're still going to sell them.
1: They're still going to sell them. They're just not going to edit. You know, it's not going to be the public. They're not going to publish them. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, So,
0: But, you know, everything you do, season it with grace. Yeah. I mean, because that is what's going to ultimately be the example that people see. You are the ambassador in your world.
1: Yeah. Second Corinthians uh, 1311 to finish. Finally, brothers, rejoice, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. He's talking to believers. Do it. Yeah.
0: So let's wrap up today. We've, we've really focused heavily on the leadership mm. and the...
1: <laughs> yeah. Worship pastors, we love you. <laughs> Worship leaders, we love you.
0: <laughs> Look, life is Life is hard. Yeah. Um, if life has not been hard for you, I'm, I'm so thankful, um, for you. On
1: yeah, it's coming. Yeah. What you got for Sunday? If you don't have kids, it will get hard. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> See, that's what I was going to say. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about Sunday just a little bit here. Um, so what I'm doing nine at our, um, Contemporary Service, I've got Faithful Now. That one went really well, except I yeah. I, I blew a little tagline in there and got off from Ableton. <laughs> but but my band did a great job recovering. They were awesome. Uh, Faithful Now, Graves in the Gardens. Um, Graves
1: into Gardens.
0: Graves into Gardens, yes. Yeah. There's a King. Uh, that's a new one for us this week. Yeah. That's a tough
1: one. I know you've been practicing Love. that one
0: love the message though there's a king uh after the message we're changing things up a little bit this week we're going with redeemed and mighty cross we got a couple after the message to give people a chance to respond Uh, we're talking about the potter and the clay Mm -hmm. um you know and and uh, god's sovereignty over us and all those kinds of things anyway uh my traditional service we're uh, at the cross uh, I'll actually be singing a little solo this week. The power of the cross, hey. uh, nice Getty song there. Um, we'll wrap that up with Holy, Holy, Holy. Um, we
1: we are. Is that a repeating song? No. Is that a Seven Eleven song? Not not. <laughs> <laughs> I love Holy, Holy, Holy. Don't I'm not, No derision there.
0: <laughs> yeah. We we are we are going. Head first into Easter. Yeah. We're we're in a series of skits. Uh the skit guys actually put it out on the uh the last words of Christ. Um and so what we're doing is we're getting a monologue um type presentation because it's, it's COVID friendly, right? I don't have right. to have a bunch of people on stage. Right. So we're getting a monologue look at individual characters who were touched by Jesus. Last week wow. we had John the Beloved, uh was really good. He was talking about uh uh Christ looking down. Uh, from the cross and saying, take care of my mom. Mm. Um, this one, uh, this week we're actually looking at Martha and, you know, busy Martha. She was, she was busy making sure that things were ready, that things were, were prepared and all that stuff and in really in danger of missing out on what was going on and, and, and these kinds of things. But, but it's approached from, um, approach from the, uh, um, perspective of, uh, Lazarus dying. Sorry, <laughs> couldn't get it together. Uh, Lazarus dying. Um, talking about her brother. You know, we just wanted him to come save him, right? And he died. And and it's really good. You you can go to the skit guys and, and read it, but uh, you know the the bottom line is, but there is hope in a different ending because he came and he resurrected him. Yeah, that's good. Um, so it, it's 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 really good. But anyway, that's what I got. Long story.
1: Well, this Sunday we have the wonderful opportunity to uh, hear uh, our lead pastor candidate, who's coming for you of a call. Uh, so we're going to have. I'm expecting a good service. We're having a, a service or a small gathering Saturday, uh, five o'clock to to meet him and his family and do a little meet and greet, and then Sunday he's going to be preaching. Uh, so you know, just praying that all things go well musically and tech and all that stuff. So none of that's a distraction as far as the song set, uh, Sunday unstoppable God. So we're doing that. Uh, Jesus Messiah. Oh yeah. I have fun with that. <laughs> our, our band loves that. So, uh, Jesus Messiah, the Chris Tomlin song, uh, Oh, praise the name. So we're doing that. Uh, Hill song, I think. Yeah. 10,000 reasons. And, a Sovereign Grace song is called All, All Glory Be to Christ. I don't know that one. It's All Ensign. It's set to the tune of All Anzyme. Uh the, the New Year's, everybody sings at New Year's Eve, yep. but um, the the text of that song is just beautiful. Our church kind of fell in love with it. I introduced it cool. a year or so, two ago. Actually, probably three now. <laughs> but All Glory Be to Christ, so we'll do that to kind of finish up the service. So just praying things go well Sunday. Yeah, looking no, that's forward. Exciting for you guys. Yeah. Uh,
0: we'll be certainly be praying for all that as uh, he comes and mm. preaches and uh, man, it's it's always it's exciting. It's uh, mm-hmm. nerve wracking. It's uh, I,
1: I pray I pray we have good news next week. So I think the vote will go well. I think our people will you know fall in love with him and his family and and we're just looking to get started. So hopefully next week I have good things to report. There you
0: go. Well, we're praying that all goes well and we're excited for you guys down there in sunny Florida. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We certainly appreciate you, uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you're tuning in, um, later on the podcast, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you, uh, just supporting what we're doing. Uh, again, share this, share the video, share the podcast, uh, let folks know that, um, that we're out there, rate the podcast. Um, and, unless we're, unless you think we're bad, then don't rate. Then the don't
1: podcast. rate it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't but, be a jerk. Remember.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we're stretching it. Yeah,
1: we're stretching it. <laughs> yeah,
0: but but no, we certainly would appreciate that. Uh, every every rating helps. Every share helps. So uh, appreciate you guys doing that. But uh, we hope that you have a good weekend. Uh, whatever worship service you're leading or just attending this week, uh, we pray that God will show himself, uh, that God will will make his presence real in your life. Uh, and remember, everything you say, season it with grace, mm-hmm. understanding in all humility that God has done great things for you mm-hmm. and you want others to have that those same experiences. So be that ambassador. So, anyway, again, thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. We look forward to seeing you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful